0: This is the Liberty Hour, where these important issues will be discussed for the sake of America's future. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Constitution in the other, here's your host, Sean
2: Thompson. This is the Liberty Hour. Now, this is where I normally say each and every Sunday night, 10 to 11, but McMahon, so you'd be lying. we've been promoted. I don't know about that. Let's just call it a promotion for now. All right, whatever. 8 p.m. is our new time slot. It's just a matter of time before we, you know, we start doing that 6 to 9. See, that's what I'm shooting for. But this is where we discuss and dissect political talking points of both parties. One of the ways I prep for the show is I listen to the morning.
1: <laughs> Stop laughing when I say prepare. Oh, I listen to the that's morning funny. show. I thought you said you prepped for the uh-huh. show. Uh-huh. I
2: listen to the morning show each weekday. And when Dan Prof refuses to take my calls or the things I want to say, this is what I write down on my little notes, right? Things like North Korea. We want to talk about the the trade war on the people, which is the same as putting a gun to your head, saying, leave or I'll shoot. Um, These are the types of things I want to, uh, you know, prepare for on Sunday. And then I screw the whole thing up, McBeth, because I watch Meet the Press. I don't know what it is. I think it's that I want to see how fast Chuck Todd is balding. And I keep turning it About on. the same
1: speed I am, I think.
2: And just in the intro, this is when I, I felt that, you know that how you're, you get that headache and your eye starts to twinge? Why don't you play it for the people?
3: This Sunday, Truth and Consequences. President Trump makes many false claims. About the Justice Department Inspector General's report,
4: the uh, report yesterday, maybe more importantly than anything, it totally exonerates me. No, it doesn't. About the FBI, you look at what happened. They were plotting against my election.
3: No, they weren't. And about separating immigrant <laughs> children <laughs>
4: from their parents at the border, and that's a Democrat bill. That's Democrats. Wanting to
3: do that. No, it isn't. How can we believe a president who routinely says things that are provably false? I guess this Uh. one. There it the is. President, I got the twitch My Donnellan. eyeball's twitching. And the leading Democrat on the House Intelligence Committee, Adam Schiff.
5: How much do we do? Shut what? him
2: off, Adam Thank Schiff. You. That pencil net geek with that taffy apple head. They parade him around. Every th- Everywhere there's a camera. There's Adam Schiff from California. Uh, another Democrat socialist pretending to be the barometer of righteousness. Just like this hack, Chuck Todd. Democrat hack his entire life, and he's the barometer of what truth is. He's the bar- But when Obama was in office, and they were passing Obamacare, and everybody said it was just a socialist manipulation tool, no, 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 it isn't. He had a hard time deciphering what truth was right before Trump got sworn in. Now, all of a sudden, he is the barometer of truth. I find it nauseating, Macbeth.
1: Would you rather have uh, someone else as the arbiter of truth, like uh, Steve Bannon? Oh,
2: I can't take me, Steve Bannon, that drunken stumble bum
1: with the hair all over. They slapped that high
2: def makeup on. Now, he was on this week with George Stephanopoulos, and apparently George Stephanopoulos was not there. There was no chair with a booster seat. I looked. They paraded in some other dimwit, and he took over for Steve Bannon. And I have my problems with Steve Bannon.
1: Stephanopoulos. He took over for stepping up. He,
2: oh yeah. I'm sorry.
1: I have my problems. I, mean, I had hopes for you. You got the show right. You got the real. The you know there
2: was going to be a glitch the within normal. the first five <laughs> minutes. The sun's out. I'm all confused. It is. But here's the um here's the thing about Bannon where I felt the same twitch, same twitch in the eye. We got this new thing now. It's called. It's a new plan. And once the people understand economic nationalism, we're going to be okay. Right. Now economic nationalism isn't just the the economic plan of every South American despotic, now socialist sewer, because it is. It's also something that America was founded specifically against, was economic nationalism. And the problem I really have isn't that this buffoon fraud Goldman Sachs hack, who front ran Goldman Sachs to make his own personal fortune, isn't that he said it. It's that this son of a gun is right. And I was just at a father's by the way, happy Father's Day, Macbeth.:
1: Thank you. Wow. I was just you could say: it I back. already said that to you about 45 right. minutes ago.: I
2: was so. at a family party, and I, uh, we went by my niece and nephew, who I love. My, my nephew's a uh, Chicago police sergeant. Love him to death. And his mother and aunt are there, and they're More wonderful or less than
1: your, old, your own children. They're
2: wonderful people, they're twins. What is, <laughs> I don't listen. They're twins, and they're very funny, they're very interesting, but they are all in. you know, and I've noticed this. They're both city workers. They're both union Democrats for their whole life, just like my, my whole wife's family. And they all of them are all in for this Trump and this national economic populism nonsense that Bannon is selling. And as I'm listening to them, I'm starting to see it's a very hard time in America to think in, in two or three different dimensions or have fundamentals and principles. It is extremely hard because when you get these frauds like T- Chuck Todd here, and when you get him posing as the barometer of righteousness and truth, you automatically slip into defending Trump. Because the reality is, Trump has made some big, big mistakes, but he's also done it with the best intention,
1: right? Well, I really believe that. Maybe, but I, I think a lot of people just have trouble saying everybody's wrong. They have there's someone has to be right. In the minds of a lot of people, and it's just not true. I think it's two cons of the same vacuum. These are two sales pitches of the same bad vacuum, and that's where
2: i'm where I'm separating myself from both parties. but I found something very interesting in this i g report you know it's five hundred and what is it five hundred and fifty nine pages some ridiculous i don't thing. know and within minutes, all the talking points hit, and it was depending on who was spewing them
1: right of what you were getting now exactly. they're both reading the same thing well, right. You wouldn't have been able to tell. You wouldn't have been government. able to tell. Yeah.
2: And Trump, do you have Trump on uh, the IG? Let's give me a little Trump. Not really, some.
1: but uh, sure. It was Comey. I yeah. mean, they were talking. No, that's it. Well, good.
4: the
2: end result was wrong. I mean, there
4: was there total go. bias. I mean, when you look at Peter Struck and what he said about me, when you look at Comey, all his moves. So I guess, you know, his interest was a pretty good report. And then I say that the I.G. blew it at the very end with that statement, because when you read the report, it was almost like Comey. He goes point after point about how guilty Hillary is. Mm -hmm. And then he said, but we're not going to do anything about it. Uh, The report, the I.G. report was a horror show. I thought that one sentence
2: of conclusion was ridiculous. He's absolutely right. McBeth, he is. I know it's hard, but he is 100 percent right. And these are those rare occasions. And I don't you know, I find myself doing this more and more. But these are these rare occasions where he is absolutely right. So the so the report lays out all of the failures and foibles of the upper echelon of the FBI, all of the nonsense. This struck guy. And, and, and as you listen to these reports, they fail to mention and it should be mentioned each and every time. This was the office mistress. This was just his office girlfriend. You pretend that this guy wasn't married, didn't have a family, didn't have kids. This is just the office girlfriend. That's it. And the text messages, 10,000 in total. Each one, in my opinion, more and more outrageous. And we're debating at the end of the report that lists these texts. It somehow says there's no bias. This is a report that should be, it should be Pampers. It should be titled Pampers. It's a diaper, and that's all it is. It's meant to cover the derriere of the people who were doing the investigating and those investigating this organization. Now, I'm not a guy that goes around and I don't rah-rah, cattle drive, deep state and all this stuff, but one thing this report should send a shiver up your spine, that the upper echelon of the FBI was absolutely, unequivocally politically motivated and driven to use everything in its power to stop Donald Trump from winning. And, and here's the other thing. Him winning is like Dustin Johnson losing the, the U.S. Open. It was a long shot at best. Everything had, to, had to, the stars all had to align. And he didn't win the popular vote, right? He only won the Electoral College. But the reality is, thank God he did. When you see this kind of report, when you see exactly how the sausage is made, At the Federal Bureau of Investigation. And we've done shows before. How you don't investigate the scandal after scandal. How the FBI acts as a crossing guard for Uranium One. Right there, anybody that touched it should be gone.
3: No one in Washington is listening.
2: And the thing is, they stuck Manafort away. Now, you will never get me to defend that scoundrel. But you notice how they're not telling you what they stuck him away for, McBeth?
1: They have, to a point.
2: They've investigated him because what they did... Is they, they went after him to weaken him, to soften him up, to get him to flip. Yeah,
1: and they charged him with more things that uh, violated the uh, bond that he had before, so they uh, and, took away the. And,
2: and the thing about Manafort, right about as you know, we talk about, I not can't st-
1: mystery about that one.
2: I can't stand him in stone, the torturers lobby. These are the guys that facilitated uh, federal aid to the most despotic countries, the most corrupt. These are the guys that made tens, if not hundreds of millions doing so. And if you want to care to. Doubt me, go ahead and look up Manafort Stone in Black. The the creme de la creme of the lobbyists. Uh, give us a call if you care to participate in the show. 312 642 5600. I have to take a break, Macbeth?
1: Uh, relatively soon, yeah.
2: All right, Same let's take a break. Day. Getting used to the 8 to 9 p.m., Liberty Hour. We'll be back after these messages. Give us a call if you care to participate. Sean from
6: Elmwood Park.
0: It's the Liberty Hour? Here's your host, Sean Thompson, on AM five sixty, the answer.
2: Everybody knows that this is the Liberty Hour, each and every week, where we discuss and dissect political talking points designed specifically to seize your liberty while they wrap you in a false virtue. And you know, I want to, uh, I want to talk a little bit more about this IG report. Um, but the reality is, it's a con job. We've already covered that. Trump was exactly right when he called the summation of it. The exact same thing they did when they had Comey come out. Tell you all of the reasons Hillary Clinton was doing. Was really breaking the law with the server, with the emails, with the nonsense. And at the end, but I'm not going to do anything about it. This is what the IG report was. But Steve Bannon, one of the greatest moves Trump did was not just getting rid of Paul Manafort, the Engelbert Think lookalike, but getting rid of sloppy Steve. However, Sloppy Steve has reared his ugly head, and he did it on a Sunday show. Macbeth, hit the clip.
3: You want to go back to the IG report that weaponizes the FBI against Donald well, Trump? Point is, he, he says things aren't true all the time. I don't believe that. <laughs> Come on! I think he speaks in a particular vernacular that connects to people in this country. Let me okay. let me let me play you what Mark Sanford said right after he lost Tuesday. His- and Mark, Mark Sanford, Mark Sanford, yeah. the king of the Never Trumpers, right? Yeah. Well, that, that, let's look what he okay. said. There is no seeming consequence to the president and lies, and and if we accept that as a society, it is going to have incredibly harmful consequences in the way that we operate going forward. Look, this is this is the problem you got. You have Republican Party establishment, okay, that hates the fact that if you look at the total two thousand sixteen primaries of all the anti-establishment candidates, you had a basically eighty four percent voted for the anti-establishment, sixteen percent voted for the establishment. Donald Trump is reforming. The Republican Party, okay, along the right. policies, but, by the way, into a worker-based, yeah, but, more but, populist, but, but, more economic but, but, nationalist but, but, party. It's about, there is. about lies and the truth and lies. So the president himself acknowledged that what he said about that Trump Tower uh, uh, meeting was not true. He said, it, you know, basically it doesn't matter because I told the failing New York Times. I mean, is, are some lies okay? I don't know if that's a lie or not.
2: Well, of course it's a lie. Number one, Trump yeah. came out and said it was a lie. This is true. Number two, The economic path that Steve Bannon and the national populists have put us on is a lie. It's the slow lane of the same road to serfdom. Well, yeah, it's smoke and mirrors. It's an absolute and total lie. So the problem I have is that they're both right. (laughs) Little Simpsons never hurt anybody. They're both right because Trump has forever changed the party. And that's why I told you about the picnic I was at. He's forever taken that one-dimensional, one-dimensional economic union Democrat. The ones who believe there are the mystical, magical pensions that you just show up. And uh, they go on forever because you were a municipal worker. The ones who believe Social Security, there's no problem with it because it's a great insurance plan. And it's going to keep on going forever. Um, The ones who believe, of course, it's okay to raise everyone's taxes in the name of free education for certain people. That's what America is about. So we've got this perfect storm of an economic illiteracy, a one-dimensional economic society that believes debt is wealth, that believes it's okay to be walking around completely bankrupt if you pretend you get a decent job. You're not. And that doesn't care about the spending of of a reckless government That doesn't care about the debt, the constant uh, accumulation of it with no end in sight. And we're not even talking about it anymore. One of the main things I was optimistic about was that Trump, who ran on how reckless our government spending was, would kind of curb it. And he's done exactly the opposite. And it's not even talked about anymore. That's because it's SOP. Because it's being wrapped in a flag of patriotism. And I got news for you, for you people out there who can't distinguish or can't recognize the fact that national populism that Steve Bannon preaches, that what you have happening right now as tariffs are being put on you, the American people, and it's being called patriotic, that there is no such thing as a trade war with other countries. It's trade wars with government against their own citizens. We need protection.
4: Everybody's taking advantage of us. The European Union made $151 billion on us last year. The, uh, if you look at, I told you about China, you look at Japan, you look at South Korea, you look at so many. And we help these countries militarily on top of everything else. I mean, you know, at what point does it stop? And when I left China, it was absolutely a fantastic meeting. We left, we hugged, we kissed, everybody was leaving. And then I get onto Air Force One. And the Prime Minister up there, Trudeau, didn't think, I guess, that we have any televisions on Air Force One. But they have, I think, 21 televisions is some ridiculous number. And, and so I you saw
0: in, it and you hit the roof. No, well, you
4: have to understand, we're the hugging, best televisions. we're saying goodbye, everybody's happy, I made changes to the agreement because I wanted it to be queen. much better for the United States. I made changes, we are all happy, and then he got up and started saying that... He doesn't want to be pushed around by the United States. Well, they charge us almost 300% on dairy products. So we can't do that. Did you hear
2: that? They all called me to wish me happy birthday
4: yesterday. Really?
2: They charge us. They don't charge us anything. They charge their own people that tax. They're not charging us. There is no us, number one. They're not charging us anything. They're, they're charging their own Canadian people that tax, that penalty, should they purchase American products. And Trump, the national populists, Steve Bannon, and the economic illiterate citizens' answer to retaliate to that is, you know what you need to do, Big Donnie? You charge me that. You protect me from those low prices. You make sure that I have only limited choices. And we're going to call that patriotism. Do you see the scam and the scandal? Because if you don't see it, it's because you're believing one guy, one president, and you're believing he has your best interest at heart. And you're not even paying attention to the fact he shouldn't have the ability to tinker with the economy. Let's go to Tom in Deer Park. Tom, thanks for calling the Liberty Hour. It's new time slot.
5: Hi, uh, hey, gentlemen. Yeah, Congratulations on your time slot. Um, we think it should be expanded for what you bring. Sure. John. Uh, there go. More hours, more time. Send that
2: tape to who it needs to go to, Macbeth. Go ahead.
5: Yeah, well, as far as Steve Bannon, um, here's the guy. I guess he's back in the news. I appreciate you watching, so I don't have to. Thank you. But he was flirting with the alt-right, so, uh, with the Paul Nylons, and not that he was flirting with protectionism. Will flirt with with anything that he thinks he can gain him traction. One of the most dangerous people that I can I can uh, uh, see with this Trumpism, and I thought he he had been put to bed, and apparently uh, he's been resurrected again today. Yeah, somebody woke and, him up. Uh,
2: Tom, hold on a minute, because I'll tell you what, I get your point, but I think it's worse. It's worse than just a chameleon politician. Those are just regular ones. It's, you know, the kind of guy that pretends he's on your team when he's there in front of you. I just like you The systems against me. Forget about that. This is worse because this is the true believer, brother. These are the kind. This is American version of Marxism. This is sold as capitalism. This is a manipulated, a contorted bastardization of property rights. That's what this is. This is diabolical because it has been wrapped in a nationalism where you got to be. It's America. It's a trade war. It's us against them. And either he doesn't have an understanding or it's worse. He does have an understanding and he's going to lie. And that's what he's this a is.
5: Cynic. He's a cynical, awful person. He's a self stated in one word. He referred to himself as that. So who knows what this guy is from day to day? I'm sorry to interrupt you. I'd rather no. hear what you have to say. No,
2: I listen, thanks you so much for calling the show. My point isn't we can deal with the liars. We've had them for 240 years. The liars are a dime a dozen. They'll always be there. They're at your local municipal place, and they're all the way in Washington. It's the true believer that you should be afraid of, because they feel themselves righteous and capable of anything. And when you are listening to a small group, and we could go through the Peter Navarro never did anything but collect a check from a college, a California college, right? Uh, Wilbur Ross, Wilbur Ross, that the the walking ad for CLS, he's only made his money through pitching and bailing out government, his his leverage of government power to private companies. You can look at the history; it's very clear. So you've got this small collective who are now in, think they can put. And apply pressure points to control and, ma- and mandate an economy. And instead they're lying to you. That's why they embrace these false numbers. That's why when you go on these websites. Zero Hedge, CNS News, the Drudge Report. It's all about protecting that lie. That's why we don't talk about debt That's why no one, when they talk about it, I'm going to fix it. That's why you have these election year conservatives. They love their own failure. That's where their strength lies. In the meantime, your liberty, your circle of liberty, shrinks to where it's now a turtleneck. This is the Liberty Hour. We'll be back after these messages. Give us a call. 312-642-5600.
0: Liberty Hour. Call Sean now at 312-642-5600. This
2: is the Liberty Hour, each and every Sunday night at our new time, 8 to 9, which I'm still having a hard time getting used to. For instance, Macbeth, you look somewhat fresh. I'm used to you coming in here, you look like Jim Ignatowski for half the time.
1: You look great. How about using a reference that I or anyone watching know. Everybody knows who Watch Jim it. Ignatowski Everybody is. listening, yeah. So, uh, I Jimmy just, Gnatowski, I what I made fun of you for all he would have voted for Trump,
2: and here's the thing, Trump did a good thing in this North Korea meeting. You know, I, I I felt that. You and I talked about it off air. I think it was a good thing, but he manages to screw it up. Go ahead, play the clip. Of course he manages This is to when screw he walks up. up to the guy on the, did you see the whole interview? Yeah, this he was, walks uh, up what, Steve Doocy.
1: Steve Doocy. Steve Doocy, and he passes everybody else up, goes straight over to Steve Doocy. It's just great. Go and, ahead. Uh, yeah.
4: Are we close to seeing uh, Mr. Kim here at the White House? It could happen. I mean, they talked about that yesterday. I would would have him. Yeah, I think it's something that could happen. Yeah. Hey, he's the head of a country. And I mean, he is the strong head. Don't (laughs) let anyone think anything. He's a murderer. He speaks and his people sit up at attention. I want my people
1: to do the same. Now, now, hold on. I just before you go into this, I want to play the beginning of that again. And I just want to point something.
4: Are we close to seeing uh, Mr. Kim here at the White House? Uh, Could happen. I mean... They talked about that yesterday. I would would have him. Yeah, I
1: think it's something that could happen. Yeah. That's an answer you could give to pretty much any question ever. Uh, Will there be aliens this summer landing in in Washington, D.C., Mr. President? Yeah, he did agree. uh, Could happen.
2: Listen, I'm not going to bash him for the meeting. I really know. But it's just... I like the meeting. I don't have any problem. And if that meeting spawns an uprising...
1: To get rid of this authoritarian, murdering scum, inbred, with that ridiculous haircut. No, in exchange for concessions, we're going to strengthen his hand in his own country. That's how this always goes.
2: Of course it is. And that's, you know... There's
1: no no popular uprising. And there should have been many layers of other meetings. I'll take an advance. I'll
2: take an advance in the position. What I will not take, what I find outrageous, is to praise this son of a gun. Because, you know, one of my most proud moments... I don't like State of the Union's. You know, that's when the, the best con man among us, right? whether uh, whoever it is, that, uh, that four year stipend yeah. get up and they they propagandize their their foe success. But I was I was touched by Trump's State of the Union when he told that story of that that uh, survivor, the refugee from North Korea, who had his legs cut off by the train. You remember the story is a touching yep. story and it encapsulated the evil that takes place there on a daily basis. And when they talked about the, the, the American. No, no, no. He's
1: not evil. he just he's, Yeah, he's just misunderstood. The
2: American who, who took the poster off of the. Uh, uh, you,
1: uh, Otto. Uh, uh, War. Uh, Otto. The, man, the, 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 yeah, yeah, I'm know. so bad that. That's names.
2: all right. Me too. Warbinger I remember Otto. Um, he died. Look him up. They Google beat him that. to death. They beat this young kid yeah, to death. They, they tortured him for months. Ago. The countless prisoners that have no defense attorney. You know, I, I find American stupidity. Uh, laughable. I, I when I went to Cuba and they and you, I get people now. I you know I only own the right. Cigar House uh-huh. and I get people that come in and you guys have Cubans yet they think it's like this vibrant right. like it's an argument between cousins. It's this vibrant economy. It's it's a despotic hellhole that the people. It's a prison island they're, they're for not, God's sake.
1: Pumping out production.
2: North Korea is a prison. It's, it's, it's exactly what it is, a prison. And if you don't yield, he kills you. He killed the girlfriend's family. He killed his uncle. He killed his half-brother. And you're going to come back and you're going to praise this he guy. He killed his, And yeah, I, listen, yeah. I've heard all of the Bobby Fischer believers that this is 14 levels of chess, and you got to talk to him that way. Listen, I'll give, I'll give him credit. The meeting was great. Why would you continue to praise him on American news, it's not bad enough. You're, you're you're shaking hands with the general with that bucket on his head. They pretend there's a military hat. Did you see these clowns walking around in their costumes? They do,
1: it's very Soviet. The uh, size, morons. Yeah, I mean these little son of a guns. I
2: wanted, I hope they got if him anything, in a room. It
1: just looks like it makes your skull look small. I wanted Kim to come out with a big
2: red cheek, like one of those. You know what I mean? Like like, like somebody like, like a battered, him? yeah, like somebody like a <laughs> battered guy that did, refuses to pay off his bookie comes out to the meeting with that big. Round face, all slapped red. That's what I wanted. I decided I'm going to denuclearize. Like That's what I wanted.
1: Stuck his hand in the cookie jar.
2: You're going to pretend this guy's a strong leader of his people. I can't. It's it's surreal to me. And what's more despicable is the people that that, that that buy this. Yeah, no problem. Because you know what you're finding yourself. They're buying this. They're buying the new national economic populism spiel. They're buying all of it because they like the guy. And I I like him at some level. For instance. I think it's great he won. Everybody go, would you rather have Hillary? That's the big argument I get all the time. Would you rather have Hillary? He already beat her. Thank God he beat her. He exposed the true corruption in our biggest bureaucracies. And I got news for you. In this IG report, Macbeth, I know you don't like when I keep going back to stuff. There's ties to the IRS here. So you've got the FBI in conjunction with the IRS, and they're politically driven. They're politically motivated. It makes you think. Manafort's sitting in jail, and you know what? I'm not going to lose any sleep over it. I didn't like him anyway. But how many people are sitting there because they didn't like the politics? It's, that's KGB stuff, brother. And my, when you get a guy like this in there who flips on a dime, one minute he hates you, one minute he likes you, you be nervous. It is very fickle. Be nervous because... I know he's joking when he says, I wish my people stood. He's a
1: strong guy. I, I'll give him a little. I don't think he's joking at all. I'll give him a little leeway. I just think he, he doesn't have that, that moral step. Between he doesn't the have. He shouldn't have. The point of our country
2: is that we are not to bend knee to a politician. And he shouldn't have the power to implement taxation called tariffs. And he shouldn't have the power to control his, his, his supporters because he says it's okay now. Think for yourselves. Think about liberty. This is the Liberty Hour. Give us a call if you care to participate. 312 642 5600. We'll be
5: back after this.
0: You're listening to the Liberty Hour with Sean Thompson. Get on the line with Sean by calling 312 642 5600.
2: This is the Liberty Hour each and every Sunday night at our new time slot 8 to 9. Now I know it's from elmwood park now i know it's a new time slot but it still feels it's fast baby this is a fast hour and i get a i get some a lot of instant messages here on my phone i just got one and uh talk about local stuff i don't know mcbeth you got local stuff
1: uh what kind of local stuff something close to my house some uh you know actually i do sessions
3: he just love you know for black people to be in the back of the bus again yeah, he He love for gay people to be in the closet again. And for me, not to have a microphone to be able to speak to anybody. We're not going to allow
1: that to happen. Now, there he is. My congressman. The third point. I, I have a hard time differing with Sessions on that one. <laughs> Thanks for making Macbeth like Sessions. My
2: congressman, little Louis Gutierrez, the uh, former taxi cab driver and self-described leader of the Puerto Rican Socialist Party. Isn't that something to be proud of, Illinois? That's almost You should almost be as proud of that as your pretend monorail with the guy with the toupee, who we pretend it's his own hair, uh, the creator of PayPal, Elon Musk, with the combustible Teslas. Um, this is a, my congressman, and his thing is immigration, because what he knows is that the socialists from other countries, they buy into his socialism. And what he also knows is, is you can keep the immigration debate alive without talking about the root of the problem. And what is the root of the problem? You think I'm one of these guys, build the wall, I'm not going to do that. Hey, listen, I'm not going to do that. If you wanted to solve the immigration problem, you would first solve the American socialist problem. Because after all, isn't that what everyone's protecting? I mean, as I listen to all the arguments about immigration, what are you really protecting? You're protecting your free schools. You're protecting your free food and your free health care and your free this and your free that and your Social Security. That's what you're all really worried about. So you're not going to talk about immigration. You're not going to fix the immigration. problem. By the way, what would these politicians do if there was no immigration problem? Can you imagine that?
1: Well, we said many times that if they solve a problem, they
2: they really have to learn their fundamentals, wouldn't they? Right. That wouldn't be good for anybody. Oh, I love this guy. Let's go to my guy, Mike. we go back to topic? Let's go to Mike, the city worker. I like to right. stay off topic. Mike, of from the north side, thanks for calling the show. Hey, Mike.
6: Hey, thanks for taking my call. I wanted to talk about the FBI IG report. All right. Anything Trump can do to get rid of them, I'm in favor of it. Remember, this is the group that went through City Hall and could not find anything to indict the dailies on. That's like walking <laughs> great. through Naples Fruit Market. And not finding any tomatoes or peppers. <laughs> Isn't that great? It's impossible. Well, you know what it shows. I, uh,
2: you know what I'm afraid of too, Mike. I'm afraid of this going the other direction too. I don't want guys
6: that are loyal to the Bushes either. You know what I mean? What this shows no, you? No, no, but but remember the IG report. One of the things that was buried in it was they covered up. First, they sent the president. Then they changed it to a government source. Then they omitted it completely. He emailed Hillary. Knew she was using her own server. Sent it to her website. And he used a pseudonym. So he knew about it. And when he was interviewed, he said, I found out about this on the news. He knew about it three years ago. And he had the FBI cover this up. How about when he lied? He should be in jail. How about when Comey lied
2: and said he didn't know that that pedophile scumbag, that Don Knotts lookalike wiener, wasn't Huma's husband? Can you believe that Not not one Sunday hack brought that up? What do you mean? Oh, you didn't know that Congressman Wiener was Huma's husband? Are you out of your mind? That's that made Mike Madigan
6: blush. You lie! Well, that, here. Do you, do you remember when they were handing out the city pension funds to oh. Daly's nephew? Of course Michael? I do. Oh, don't impress with the money, though. You don't get it, Mike. They're great. Listen, one of the guys on the pension board was John Daly's brother-in-law. Mm-hmm. Now, listen, there's only two Italian families married into that Irish family, and they didn't know each other. Come on. They stood off in a corner at every family party by themselves. Laughing at us. Clotting to get these guys. Laughing
2: at us. And this is the same thing. Take what happened in the Petri dishes, socialism and corruption, Chicago, times it by 100, and that's what's happening in Washington, D.C. And now little Louis Gutierrez, he's going to be a real estate mogul, on nonsense scam money he's been making in Puerto Rico where it's tax-free. You can't write this stuff. It's amazing. Mike, you're the best. Thanks for calling the Liberty Hour on its new time. But the, the, what this shows me is that there needs to be watchers on the watchers. Because when you have a bureaucracy that has the capability of being this, this politically motivated, there is no purity test that you can give these guys. The reality is you need to strip away what power they have that goes unchecked, that goes unregulated that there needs to be another special council. I don't care what name you call it, what nonsense name, that's made up of people who have no affiliation. And the other thing, too, McBeth, when you work for the government, when you get your money from the government, you should lose your right to vote. Because all that happens is you vote for yourself against us, the people. I know you're cringing over there.
1: Not the right to vote. I think your public sector unions shouldn't be donating to candidates. The, the negotiate with them, but you can't take individuals. You know right? what happens when you give difficult. when
2: you give municipal workers voting rights, Chicago, Illinois, where it's so corrupt that nobody. No, when cares. you give municipal nobody workers, you Give
1: municipal workers union the right to lobby uh, the the you know the people who Please. negotiate their contracts. The
2: with unions, them. the unions are, are the appetizer to the true crime family, the political parties. And if you, can't, if you think I'm wrong, look at the mayor's race of Chicago. You could have the Trotskyite, the Marxist, the Stalinist, or the Leninist. That's your choices. There's not one Republican. They don't even run. We are the example of the failure and corruption of not just the Democrat Party, but political lobbyist corruption. they are people making a lot of money, and you're probably the pigeon paying it. This is the Liberty Hour. Give us a call, 312-642-5600. We only got one segment, McBeth? Damn it. We need more time. All right. We'll be back after this. Get fired.
0: This is the Liberty Hour. Here's your host, Sean Thompson, on AM560, The Answer.
2: I've sold monorails to Brockway, Ogdenville, and North Haverbrook. And by gum it, put them on the map.
5: I love it, baby.
2: I love it. Here he is. The guy, the, one of possibly the greatest scam artist in American history, aside from that. Rahm or Elon? Elon Musk, okay. baby. I mean, I'm loving it. Because simultaneously with this announcement, how they're going to fire you through a tube like you were a deposit at your bank. And that's somehow new tech. Oh, it's going to
1: be great. $25. They put you in the tube and they fire you like you were going to first uh, Merit Bank. Well, to reiterate what, what uh, the guy said on Illinois Rising earlier, um, why would you think this is going to be some sort of boon? It's, is the reason people are not coming to Chicago because they can't? Get to O'Hare fifteen minutes faster. Well, why do you think they're doing an eight? It makes no sense. Eight billion dollar rehab on a terminal that's perfect because they get paid on it.
2: No, they got their cousins that are in the are in the stuff selling they, you the they, food, they, the hot dogs, and get paid. Yes, and that's the scam of socialism. I call it a snake eating its tail because the only companies that come to Illinois are the ones that are either paid to do so or are promised to be alleviated of the tax burdens the rest of us have. The only way you can actually make it look like it's an achievement is when you fund it, even though I know oh, I saw and all the people are going to be look at the Twitter's going crazy already.
1: It's it's private money. Yes, yeah, sure it is. Sure it is, just like Elon Musk's brother. And the Obama uh, Center, sorry, not library, the Obama Center. Yeah,
2: that's private money, too. Right. But you watch how they start to cook up this money, and you watch the benefits that go to the donors of this money, and you watch the promises that come along with this money, and you watch who gets the contracts to do the construction for this money. If you can't figure out by driving down, you know, and here's the other thing, McBeth, I'm driving down a lot of towns. See, a lot of commercial real estate vacant. Then all of a sudden, because I'm a real estate broker, I hear, oh, it's sold. Who bought it? The village. Oh, the municipality? You mean you bought it, dummy? Yeah. You bought it. And they're going to do what with it? Oh, some special program to make it look like it's busy. The snake is eating its tail, pretending it's full. That's exactly right. And tax dollars aren't real. It's not the real economy. It's a three-card monte. And you know what else has that component to it? National populism. So, whether you're a socialist hardcore like Rahm and little Louis Gutierrez and the rest of the cohorts from Munchkin Land, or you're a big fat guy who likes to stumble around like Steve Bannon, it's the same kind hey, of nonsense. I oh, thought you were talking about me. No, I, I, I know you did. Uh, it's the same kind of nonsense. It's just a different dose. It's a different one's wrapped in patriotism, the other's wrapped in phony success. And that's why Illinois. Is about y'all. Yeah, tell you what, boys and girls, you really better consider if you got to stay through love and affection. Hedge your money, buy dirt in a good state. Yeah, call Liberty Real Estate Services if it's South Florida. See, so yeah. I didn't think I'd get it in. I huh? get a little bit. Oh, I got uh, it.
1: Not in Florida. I yeah, got it in. Right.
2: Yeah. Listen, you have to because the reality is, Macbeth. As you look at these local races. You know, and I love the fact that we we pretend we have Republicans here. Right. I'm listening to uh, it's Roskam running, and he's a tight rates. and he's going to help you fiscally. Forget about the fact that he's rated an F on on, on conservative review. That every vote he's had is very similar to uh, uh, anybody from California. That he's you can't separate him from Feinstein or him from Pelosi for the most part.
1: He, he's, I mean, visually, yeah.
2: He was strong on the IRS. How'd that go with Lois Lerner? Yeah, What'd right. you do there? You were elected in 06. How many of you would cut your pinky off to go back to the debt and spending we had in 06? Yet he's a conservative. He's a Republican. So you want to lose in slow motion or you want to throw him out? And I know, I know you can't say throw him out, but what do you do when you get to a point where we have Bruce Rounier, seven foot of stupid, and you have um, the masculine version of Rosie O'Donnell, J.B. Pritzker? Now what do you do? Uh, you buy in a different state. And you don't improve your property because, ladies and gentlemen, after this election, I'll bet you.
1: I'll, you know, I like betting cigars. Do you, do you really think that uh, JB Pritzker is more masculine than Rosie O'Donnell? Oh, did I? Did I do that? You just, yeah, you sort of did. I think I screwed it up. I don't know. We'll you know, see. it's my ADD. We'll fix it next week.
2: All right, you know what I mean. Rosie O'Donnell kick his derriere. This is the Liberty Hour. We'll be back next Sunday at our new time, eight to nine p.m. McBeat? Same as this time. Yeah. Huh?
5: Right.
2: What's well, our new for us? Always arguing with me. We'll be back next week. I
5: have to go home. I have to go home. I have to go home. I have to go home.